Friday afternoon. Welcome to K Talk Radio. This is uh, your host, Jason Preston, on We Are the People Radio. And we have uh, awesome guests with us today the legendary John Harvey from the Modern Conservative. So we are uh, enjoying July. The month of June, the month of pride has come to an end, and everybody's busting out their American flags and feeling their freedom. <laughs> what a great day. Welcome back to America. <laughs> we are back. We are back. The flags are flying again. And contrary to what people are saying, we are here to stay. That's right. You know what's cool this year, though? Uh, John is... Uh, I feel like this year people are kind of starting to get fed up with it. You think? I think. <laughs> I, I will. I will say this: in my neighborhood last year, uh, there was probably at least double the amount of pride flags. So this year, the the pride flags were down in, by half, and uh, I think people are getting more vocal. Pe- I think people are saying, "Stop cramming this stuff down my throat." You know, it's about time because people need to get more in touch with their real feelings and not their public persona feelings you know it's kind of like black lives matter signs for example i notice a lot of people putting black lives matter signs in their yards but this year i don't see as many either yeah it's it's toning down i'm hoping tone all the way down so we don't even have to hear this crap anymore you know and, and it's interesting because it's toned down utah i feel like is a few years behind uh at least at least but it's so funny because they're trying so hard to be progressive and <laughs> it's like Utah's racing to be progressive and all the other conservative states are like, they've stopped, they, they're, they're like a couple of years ago, they, 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 the conservatives stopped doing the gay pride stuff, stopped putting, I mean, they, they've been pushing back for a while, which is why Trump was crushing it. Mm-hmm. I mean, back 2016 there, they, they've, they got fed up with the political correctness and Utah's just been, uh. I think it's starting to catch here. I think Utah's the conservatives here are starting to be a little bit more, a little bit more. Eh, maybe we don't need to push the the, the uh, Pride Month so hard, and maybe we can fly our American flag. You know, Jace, I just think it, I completely agree. But other than that, I also people are tired of like you know thinking. You know what? You guys have been playing in my emotions for way too long. Yeah. It's time we say screw it. Yeah, C- counterculture. I think I think people have been pushed too far, and I think they're starting to push back. I think they're tar- they're pushing back. They're tired of being told it's not okay to be masculine male. They're t- tired of being told that they can't define a man or a woman. I mean, it's 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 hit a level of ridiculousness when, as a culture, we c- we can't define what a woman is. I just wish we get to the point where our politicians will get on board with the constituents and be true patriots rather than. In some cases, true cowards, because uh, what affects us most are the laws of our state, our cities, our country. But, you know, the politicians need to get out of their damn emotions. We're there. It's the politicians are still living in emotional, social politics. So <clears throat> is it that the politicians are behind and, and they're just uh, more politically correct or are the politicians pushing it? You know, they're pushing it because they want to stay in power. 
And they seem to think this in Utah, that's the way to be, when actually we're supposed to be a red state. So if you're a red state, you would think your politicians would be concurrent with the people. But it doesn't seem to be the case here. No, I, I actually, yeah, I don't think that the, we have politicians that are concerned about the people and, and, and being elected by the people. I think we have politicians that are more concerned about staying in line with, with the powers at B. Absolutely. I think there's a complete disrespect for the people. Absolutely. Because, you know, I mean, people need to realize we are the power, not just the people. We are the power. We are the ones who put these people in office to utilize our power. But once we give them our power, they abuse it. Yeah. Because it's not their power. It's our power. Yeah. Well, I think last year for... Most of the people who have been participating in the legislative experience as far as citizens, we the people, I think we, uh, we were able to see how out of balance that the power structure is. The, the, you know, the absolute disregard from these legislators to the people. And I'm going to tell you, you know, this week with elections, I, the, the result of, of last year was we had an a army of moms and dads and and uh you know regular people say who said you know what enough's enough these guys are out of control we're going to run and we what we must have had 20 30 good people running for state house state senate uh u.s congress um <clears throat> all the way down to county commissioners and and uh school boards and and uh, auditors and how did we do this year this uh this year at the primaries well I will tell you this, the red wave wasn't so red here in the state of Utah because we basically got our butts handed to it because the system is rigged here in Utah. It is absolutely rigged. We need to get rid of SB 54. First and foremost, it needs to be gone because all it is, when the delegates vote somebody out, there's still a chance to survive, collect signatures. We've got to get rid of it because you'll never get the dirtbags. I don't believe I just said that, did I? Did you just call our I politicians dirtbags? Did I call them politicians? <laughs> did I say that? Oops, my bad. <laughs> but uh, we just got to get SB 54 out of the legislature. We have to get it out of law. Uh, I think SB 54 and mail-in voting. Mail-in voting as well. I completely I mean, agree if, with you. Because <clears throat> you're right. We didn't have a red wave. We had a rhino rampage. We, <laughs> we had a stampede. Those rhinos stampeded all the red wave out. <laughs> Man, we only had, what, two good candidates to win? Or was it just one? Katie. Who's the other you were thinking? Well, the state legislature, the state house. And state house. I'm going to stay neutral. I, 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 how about this? I don't think we had one America first candidate get through. You, that you're right. <clears throat> that you are 100% We did right. not get one America first candidate through. At, at, and why is state. that? I don't know. Oh, do, do we dare speculate? Well, I will say this. <laughs> I, will. I will say this. I will say this. We are the only red state that has mail-in voting. Now, 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 if we had gotten... So let's just look at this. <clears throat> if we did not have SB 54, which was put in to keep, keep the establishment in office and to allow corporations and big money to sway our elections, and we didn't have mail-in voting. So in other words, if we were just more constituted, like we were supposed to be, right. and how we were, what, eight years ago, 
here's what we know would have happened. You look at what the delegates decided, the mm-hmm. delegates would have made the decision. Right. right. And you look at what happened at convention, it, it was a red wave. So, and, and, and those delegates at convention would have determined who's on the ballot at primary. And for the most part, it was a red wave they, they put there. Now, now several of the um, incumbents made it through anyways, because whether they do signatures or whether they still got barely scraped by at convention, they still got onto the ballot. But a lot of them came in second place. They were not, they did not lead in convention. I mean, let's talk about Blake Moore. Right. I mean, he got hammered at convention. Right. I mean, the guy was, I mean, I mean, I mean, you just trying to stay neutral, um, I mean, he got destroyed. I mean, he was up there. I mean, if anyone didn't see the debate, it wasn't even a debate. I mean, when he went up there for his, you know, second time up there and I mean, Andy Badger just took the crowd. The crowd was roaring for Andy Badger and and Blake got up there and fumbled or literally was fumbling around. Mm -hmm. So he he barely got any of the vote. If 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 primaries were decided at convention, it, it would have been over. It would have been it would have been Andrew Badger. But. You know, Blake got signatures, so Blake still ends up on the on the primary on the primary ballot. Now, if we did not have mail in voting, how many we had? So we had thirty percent of Republicans who voted mm-hmm. in Utah. And, and folks driving home, just think about that: only thirty percent of registered Republicans voted at the primary, and that's including mail in voting. If we did not have mail-in voting, if we had mail-in, if we had in-person voting, what percentage do you think would have voted? I actually think it would have been a lot less. For sure. Because it, it, people use mail-in voting because of the convenience of mail-in voting. So I'm going to simply assume that if it was more inconvenient to them, it would be far less than 30%. You think half? Quite possibly. Quite possibly. So... So you, I think, I think for sure you probably, I think half is a very, because how many people care enough to go stand in line for 10, maybe, maybe 15 minutes on the high side if we're, if, if we're organized well. And I'll tell you, I bet half the people who voted wouldn't, voted, that did used mail-in voting would not have shown up. So who would have showed up? The people who had a dog in the fight, the people who were frustrated and the people who are frustrated do you think the people, those people would have put in an incumbent? Those that are frustrated? No. So if it's, yeah, because if it's just the it. people showing up in person, it's, that's only going to be in the people who have a bone, who have an opinion, a strong opinion. Mm-hmm. And the people who have a strong opinion are probably going to be frustrated. And there's and, a lot of us that are extremely frustrated. But here's the problem with all of this, though. <clears throat> The problem is, no matter how some people get frustrated, they still won't get up and fight. They'll live with their frustrations when they can damn well do something about it. Participate, go out and vote. Even if you mail-in ballot, even if you do a mail-in ballot, your frustration should trigger you to vote for something that's not part of the establishment. Right. But that doesn't even trigger people. I don't get Utah, brother. I don't get Utah. We're supposed to be so red, so... Uh, religious base, spiritual base, as far as the LDS faith, but it's like people afraid to come out and represent what they truly feel. Now, maybe they feel like the incumbents in the state are the right way to go. I would. Well, it's interesting because disagree with them. But if you ask every single one of those people who voted, 
You know that would be an interesting thing. At the, let, them, let them go down the line and vote. And then at the end, there should be a question is, do you support um, term limits? <laughs> and everybody would, would, would vote incumbent, incumbent, incumbent. Oh, yes, I want term limits. <laughs> that is reality. It is the reality. We want term limits, but we want them to limit themselves when we don't even want to actually vote them out. But here's the thing. We all know if a politician is running around our state saying he believes in term limit, he's probably a candidate that uh, you should question. Oh, looks like we have a uh, caller here. Let's uh, let's bring him on in. This is uh, K Talk AM fourteen sixteen forty with uh, We Are the People. Your host Jason Preston. Who do we have calling in here? Hello, this is Dirtbags. This is Dirtbags? This is Dirtbags. Dirtbags, how you doing? Good, good. Are we live? You are live. Oh, should okay, you be? We're live. <laughs> <laughs> Dirtbags, should you Why be not? live? <laughs> That's the better question. <laughs> yes, how can how can we well, what, what's on your mind today? Dirtbag. Well, I'd like Well, as a one of your listeners, listeners of Kate Talk, I'd like to welcome you two to Kate Talk Radio. Thank you. And where I'm try- trying to get a feel of where you guys are at, what the show's going to be all about, and um, I, I, I just want to say, you know, uh, so- something's um, wrong right here in River City. I mean, we must have a pool table or something. I mean, because um, when I went to vote. I'm a truck driver, and um, so I always vote by mail, but I've requested it. But, you know, uh, okay, three things. Number one, we, we are the only red state, red state that has mass mail-out voting. Correct. Okay, so that flag number one, flag number one. Okay, now, when I went down to vote, usually I put mine in the U.S. Post Office, which it has a pretty secure, not perfect, but pretty secure chain of custody. But when I went out to vote, right there at the city building or whatever it was I was voting at, one of the city buildings, um, there was a ballot drop box. Now, these ballot ballot drop box were bought by Zuckerberg. Zuckerberg put a half a million dollars, half a billion dollars into... um, I call it out and out cheating, but it's, it was de- to me it was definitely not fair play. But I call it out and out cheating for, for you know these these drop boxes do not have a secure chain of custody, and and that's unconstitutional. They're supposed to be a secure chain of custody. I mean they don't have a Democrat and a Republican and a, a liberal. You know a, a, a all the all the other. There should be a representative of every party following every drop box. And, and those people are voted in, not appointed, but voted in to follow that chain of custody to the count. And we're still using machines, and those can be frauded so easily. So we've got a real problem right here in Utah River City. Yeah, so let me ask you a question. By the way, what was your name, sir? I'm Truck Driver Ray. But I don't mind be calling dirtbag. No, we'll go with it's truck driver what? Ray R A Y. Okay, so truck driver Ray, here's my first question for you. 
Um, <clears throat> were you in town on the uh, day of, uh, well, what was the day where they had uh, actually election Deduction? Days? Yeah, so, so the 27th, the 27th or the 28th? Because you were able to barely, mail it, you were able to vote I in barely person. Got, I, that, this is the first time in 10 years I was able to go actually and vote. Okay. Usually I'm out on the road. Okay, so you it, were... It was you a were, miracle. So, uh, truck driver, you were in town on Monday and Tuesday. So you were able to vote in person. Is that correct? This time I was, so I okay. did not mail it in. So I you didn't mail it in. in. What did you do? I went down there and, and stood in line and got my ballot and and uh, voted. And I still have my mail-in ballot. Okay, good. Because that's, that's the first thing I want to check is uh, I sat in a meeting. In fact, I'm willing to bet John Harvey was in the same meeting when Representative Steve Christiansen and uh, Phil Lyman spoke about election integrity, and they spoke about the, the ch problem with mail-in voting. And uh, we had one of our representatives there who said, you know, I don't think we have a problem. That's not what the people want. He said, 80% of my constituents like mail-in voting. And, we, and they, someone said, well, how do you know that 80% uh, of your constituents support mail-in voting? And you know what his answer was? No, they use it. So the oh, very what, what an idiot! Well, what an idiot! What kind of answer is that? Well, exactly. But but that's the way they look at this. So come November, we're going to make a real push. If you don't support mail-in voting, you go vote in person and keep your ballot that they mailed you. Keep it so you have a record of it. But uh, I'm, I want to thank you for showing up and voting in person. Oh, you're welcome. That's my first number one duty as a citizen. So, how do you feel about how uh, how things turned out this year? How do you feel we about keep getting rhinos? We keep getting rhinos. I, you know, I don't understand. I think the people in Utah, the wife and the uh, husband, are both working, and nobody's got time to look it deeper than these these little uh, ads. These little ads they show on on the news and the TV. And we know the news is all uh, it's not news, it's one-sided. It's bought and paid for. So so you well, know you, you used to be able, in the 50s we used to get be able to hear the both sides of the news and make up our own mind. Well Chuck now, Trevor Ray, you know, I think in other states the husbands and wife also work. So what's what's right. what's the problem in Utah? I mean it's not just Utah where That's, people work. Yeah, but Utah, we're supposed to be a red state, but we're acting like, uh, you know, we've got our heads in the sand. Right. Why? Why, why, are, why are we Rhino Capital USA? I w I'd like to hear your well, thoughts. I, well, in, in my humble opinion, from, from the Penny Arcade, you know, the, uh, uh, what I'd like to, uh, what I think it is, is it's just like if you down south with the Southern Baptists are, or here in Utah where mainly the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints are, or New York, the Catholics, you go anywhere, you know, I think the demographic of here in Utah is that majority of people are used to being sheep and following, and they've learned to trust their leaders um, when it comes to religion but see, when it comes to politics, we can't do that. And the trouble is, 1951, uh, 1961, when when um, when um, I can see his face, the guy who took in uh, oh Johnson Johnson, when he got mad at his opponents going through charities, 
he he came out and uh, I I think it was just an executive order. I don't even think it was a law, but he came out and he said that that no any any religious or charity organization that gets involved in politics will you lose their tax free so what you're referring to is the Johnson Amendment. And yes, you're 100% right. What it did is it prohibited churches from speaking out on uh, political exactly. issues at, at threat of losing their 501c3 status. You're exactly right. Exactly. By the way, do, do you know the status of the Johnson Amendment? No, no. The, but the point I wanted to make is that the founding fathers, that they were all, all of them talked politics at their churches. The churches yeah. were their town hall meetings. That they're, you know, and and it's a shame today we cannot talk politics. What we're supposed to have well, freedom of speech. Now listen, you should know this. Trump repealed the Johnson Amendment in his first year in office. So that, well, that actually so has the, been repealed. The, well, something's wrong because the FBI is still looking at the churches and going after them, you know, if, if they talk politics, except for the black churches. The black churches can talk politics. But none of the other churches, we still cannot talk politics. Well, I've got good news. We, let's 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 have uh, John Harvey weigh in on this because he's black. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, okay. they call great, me here. Great, welcome. Come they in, call come me on here, in, Billy brother. John. <laughs> so, do you, do you, hey. What do you think about that, John? You think that only uh, black churches are able to speak up now? You know, no, politics. Politics. On politics? Well, black churches don't yeah. really talk politics, first and foremost. Or a lot of them wouldn't be Martin Democrats. Luther King. Martin Luther King sure did. Well, you, you got to remember, though, though, truck driver Ray, Martin Luther King would probably be a conservative now. Okay. Nowadays, blacks are Democrats. They preach the drink the Kool-Aid of the Democratic Party. So, oh, so that kind of politics. Yeah. So, but here you, you got to think about something. You're talking about a set of people, and then it's my race, who's not re, who's not really informed about history, because first and foremost, okay. if they were informed about history, they wouldn't be Democrats. Amen. They wouldn't amen. be Democrats. Double amen. <laughs> because they've been look, they've been conned by the Democrats to drink that Kool Aid for years. And I've often said on my podcast, if you're a Democrat and you're black and you're talking about racism in this country, you should reevaluate your history. I always, always. Now, say, wait a minute. Now, 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 wait a minute. I've got to correct you there because uh, Biden says if you don't vote for <laughs> Biden, you ain't black. Well, well Biden, I mean, he's the president and he's the most <laughs> popular president in, 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 in history. So I think uh, he knows what he's talking about. By the way, I'm, I'm going to be hold one second. So callers, uh, we have some calls coming in. But uh, for those who'd like to call in, our number is 385-330-5900. Again, our call in number is 385-330-5900. Extension 100. Uh, John Harvey and I would like to hear from some of our callers. Why is Utah Rhino Capital USA? What What's going on with Utah? So we'd like you to call in and we'd like to hear some of our listeners' thoughts on why Utah is the Rhino Capital of America. Well, so, now, well now they fell, they fell for Mitt Romney, didn't they? Well, Be, because well, he presented himself as a Boy Scout and a churchgoer and all this stuff when his voting record was definitely liberal. And, Ray, I completely agree with you. But here's something. You know, I'm not from Utah, nor am I LDS. I'm actually from the East Coast. Well, I'm we're, well from, we're glad to have you here. Welcome. You, I'd like to off, 
give you a, a welcoming invitation to you. Thanks for coming here, brother. Speak for yourself, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just want to say, Ray, that um, I just want to say that we wonder why there's so many rhinos voting for these. I'll call them rhino constituents voting for rhino politicians. It's because they all come across with the LDS, LDS, clean cut, soft spoken, well spoken politician. And people fall for that because they believe that's what's true to their doctrine and that's the kind of person they need as a politician. This is why, for example, myself or Jason, we would struggle in this state because we don't we don't conform the way they think we should conform as Republicans or conservatives. So they want the clean slate um, proper appearance politician. Look at Trump, for example. Trump has done some fantastic things for this country. But there are a lot of people that will not vote for him just because of the way, because he's kind of brash. Just because well, we he's need brash. a scorpion. We need a scorpion up there. I mean, we, we had Ronald Reagan, and he was very diplomatic. But these days, the country has gotten so bad we need someone beyond Ronald Reagan. We need a scorpion up there. And he stands up to the fake media. He stands up to them. And, and his policies were amazing. His policies were fantastic. And we need him again. Make America great, brother. Well, Truck Driver Ray, we appreciate you calling in. I, I want to make sure. So I think what you said is the challenge in Utah is that the people are sheep. Is that right? That's why you, you yeah. summarize it too. Yeah, and, and, and uninformed. Okay, sheep and uninformed, uninformed, uninformed sheep. Okay, uh, truck driver Ray, please call in anytime. You know, you can also find us online too if you're not uh, uh, in reception. Now we are doing some things to make sure that we're going to get this uh, our broadcast pushed along the entire Wasatch Front soon. So uh, our reach is going Welcome. to expand. So uh, if, if, until what? then, follow us online. And it uh, looks like we're now going to have... So thank you, and let's uh, bring on Sam Diamond. Oh. Sam, how you doing? Good, how are you? Good. You've got uh, Jason Preston here with uh, K-Talk and our uh, co-host, the legendary John Harvey. How are you? So good. What's up, John Harvey? What's going on, Sammy? I know you. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, you do. Hey, I just wanted to call and weigh in. I, you know, I think one of the biggest problems in... And I'll, I'll just tell you, I was one of them. Um, I voted for Romney, and I would never do that again. But I think a lot of people are um, ignorant and, and not educated, especially here in Utah. They, 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 they vote based off of their religion. Oh, this guy's LDS. He won't do anything. He, he won't do anything wrong. I'll vote for him. And I'll be honest with you, that, that's kind of why I voted for Romney, you know? So I think there's there's different couple different people. There's the people that like you guys that go in and know all of the, the ins and outs and who's good, who's not. And then there's the ones that that are ignorant. And then there's the ones that that just that just vote based off of um, uh, hey, he's LDS, he's not going to do anything wrong. You know, I, I think that happens way too much here in Utah. So Sam, <clears throat> do you think that Utahns are more ignorant politically than other red states? Is that what you're yeah, telling I me? Do. I do. Yep. That's pretty bold. I talked to way too many people that, that, that don't know anything. And, and I was one of them. Like, to be honest with you, 
I, I, I was one of them until just recently, like the last three or four years, I really got into it. And it, I was born into national. Now the last, it's only been like the last three or four months that I've gone into Utah politics, you know? So I think there's way too many of them that really need to educate themselves on actually what's going on here in the state of Utah. I'm going to uh, just throw out our phone number again for those who'd like to call in and weigh on this because I think this is a very important conversation. If we're going to get this state back, if, if Utah wants to follow in the steps of Florida and be a leader in this uh, country and not a uh, drifter following actually moving more progressive, we've got to figure out what why, why we're such a uh, haven for Democrats masquerading as Republicans. And again, our phone number, if you'd like to call in, is 385-330-5900, extension 100. And that's 385-330-5900, extension 100. And you're on with Jason Preston and and John Harvey. John Harvey, what are your thoughts about uh, Utah being more ignorant than other red states? You know, (laughs) ignorant is a bold statement. It is. I think it's a little aggressive. I kind of like it, though. (laughs) Because I speak this all the time. People are so worried about stepping outside of that box because of religion here in Utah. And, yes, there are a lot of people that are ignorant to the laws of the state and bills that they sign and the Constitution, including our legislators. You know, I've had legislators tell me to my face, I can't read every bill and I say why the hell do you sign it then if you can't read the bill table it save it for the next session let's start implementing and creating these bad laws because we don't have time to read it Um, and I've spoken to a lot of people who don't understand politics I've had conversation with the youngsters 20 21 22 that actually call themselves conservatives but they don't know about conservatism don't know about constitution they're a democrat or republican just because basically somebody told them they need to be democrat or republican or the family or the father the grandfather was a republican but they don't really participate truly in politics by knowing the policies that have been implemented and the people you know when people such as you and i jason and we tell them people who's a bad person they don't listen they still obviously they still vote for the same people. Last Tuesday was a prime example. They kept the majority of the same people who created a lot of the problems in our red state. They kept them in office. Yeah. It speaks for itself. That's, that tells you who these people are. So, and I think, I think, I think to the other, the last caller's point is that we don't talk about it enough here in Utah. Um, my uncle Steve Diamond actually ran uh, for a county commissioner here in Utah County, and I didn't even know. Like I didn't even know until right before he was about to give his speech. So it's it's something that needs to be talked way more, especially in our community and how quote unquote tight knit we're supposed to be in the the LDS community. So okay, so we're we're not talking about it. Ignorance is a tough term. Tough. I, I, let's let's go with informed because I would not call the people here in Utah ignorant. Um, <clears throat> but we all are ignorant, though. Ignorance is unable to know everything, so we are all ignorant. It's not meant to be derogatory at all. Well, so it, so Sam, we've got uh, Beverly who's on hold here. 
Uh, did we lose you, Sam? It looks like we did. Uh, but Sam said we have a problem with whether it's ignorance or people being uninformed. Uh, we've now got uh, Beverly. Uh, Beverly, you've got, uh, you're on live with uh, Jason Preston and John Harvey. How are you, Beverly? I'm good, thank you. And you asked the question about the rhino. Um, there are people who are Democrats that are asked to register as Republicans in order to vote for a particular person who has various uh, rhino tendencies uh, or is actually a Democrat in their heart. And the other point you brought up about not reading the bills, I understand that they didn't even have time to read the gun bill that was just passed in Washington. They didn't even have it by the time they voted. I mean, that is so shocking. I just can't even believe that they wouldn't even have seen the paper that it was written on. Because you're, you're right, Beverly. You're completely right about that. And here's a problem with that whole process they use. Without reading the bill, how do you know it's really unconstitutional? Or, or con- either way, is it exactly. constitutional or unconstitutional? Yeah. So, Beverly, and, why are they not reading the bills? Why are they not reading the bills? I think they've all been bought or something or, or threatened. I don't know. It's awful. Well, I'll tell you and one, the one other, of the problems. The other is, Go ahead. The other is too many items are in one bill, sometimes not any relationship to the bill. So I don't know if we can ever get anything done where you have to be relevant only to that bill that's being voted on. So who knows what's going to be in that gun bill? I haven't had a chance so, to look it up yet. But so we're talking about to. the bills, and I, and I think you're right. There's a problem with too many bills being trying to be pushed through, which, you know, we have a problem with lobbyists in Utah writing these bills and then just try, trying to push them all through. There's too many bills going through. That's part of the problem. Yes, there's way too much legislation being driven, and a lot of it's written by lobbyists. And then, yes, these lobbyists are pushing them to pass it. But that doesn't, but I want to go back to the original question. Why is Utah Rhino Capital USA? And you said we have Democrats registering as Republicans. Um, yeah. But uh, tell me more. What, what, why, why do we struggle here? We have someone who says we have. Uh, you know, truck driver Red say, Ray said we have, you know, a sheep mentality. Um, we had uh, Sam call and said that we have people who are uninformed. And you're telling me that we have Democrats encouraging. You're, what you said specifically is we have people who are Democrats running for office encouraging. That, that she was asked to register as a Republican to vote for John Huntsman back in the first in the governor's race the last time. Do we have? I mean, that's what she told me. I was shocked. <laughs> and then Becky Edwards was telling people, I understand, yeah. to register um, as a Republican so that they could vote for her in in the primary. So you okay? So and, the, the and primary. You're... So getting rid of getting that SB fifty four bond is one of the most gigantic problems. 100%. Because that's how Romney got in. He wouldn't have gotten in based on the caucus. And based on the um, Republican uh, meetings that decide who the candidate should be that honor the Republican platform, because so many do not even have any belief in the Republican platform. And even at the caucus meeting, I was surprised. The only ones that got in were the, the couple that basically stated they believed in the platform as it was written. The other ones that were... 
thinking about or nominated were totally off the wall and not Republican in their yeah. in their discussion. Well, anyway, the very definition the of rhino. The very definition of rhino is Republican in name only. Uh, it is right. it is Democrats masquerading, and and you are right. Um, you know, John uh, Curtis was a Democrat his entire oh. life, and then decided after uh, being head of the Democratic chair in in Utah County or in Provo, decided to run for mm-hmm. Congress and switched to a Republican. Did he really mm-hmm. change his ideology and his beliefs? Or did he simply change the letter in front of his name so that he could climb the power structure? But I think he changed the letter. So, okay. <laughs> so, f- folks, I'd love to hear your thoughts. We've heard Beverly. Thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you, Beverly. So, why is Utah Rhino Capital USA? We've got uh, you know people saying that we have sheep. We're not, people here in Utah aren't educated, or and that we have people registering as Democrats. Uh, do you guys feel like that gets to the bottom of what the problem is here in Utah, or is there something deeper? We'd love to hear your thoughts. Our number is 385-330-5900, extension 100. You know, Utah is one of the greatest states in this country, one of the greatest states outside of North Carolina and Florida, because I'm from North Carolina. But I will tell you this. I simply believe that we need to get a hold of our state once again. We really should. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Welcome. We've got another caller, Mr. David Crandall. This is, uh, you've got, uh, you're on live with Jason Preston and John Harvey. David Crandall, how the heck are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm loving the show. This is awesome. This is exactly what Utah needs. Thank you guys so much. Thanks, Dave. Thank you, Dave. So what do you think? What do you think? Yeah, well, so I'm a religious person, and uh, in Utah, we're very blessed to have a very religious text to warn us about what's happening right now. In in the Book of Mormon, it warns of a group called the Gadiantans that took over the Nephite civilization and destroyed it through secret combinations. What they were doing was setting themselves up to get gained at everyone else's expense using the government to do it. Gadians first attacked people from the outside, but then failed miserably. Then what they started to do was flatter people inside the Nephite civilization, AKA be nice. So whenever you hear that term, be nice or the Utah way, that's actually the Gadianton way. That's the thing that's warned about in the Book of Mormon. So we've, we forgot the lessons of the Book of Mormon. We're being spiritually complacent, and the devil's taking note, and he is flooding this state. Dave? That, that is why I think. Dave, I'm going to be honest with you. That just sounds like a conspiracy theory. <laughs> <laughs> that does not fit with mainstream media, brother. That sounds like a conspiracy theory. I, don't, I mean, it may be in the scriptures, but that sounds like a conspiracy. I'm, I'm sorry. And it's, Dave, uh, it's the secret combinations of our time. And Dave, here's my question. You know, somebody else gave in that same, um, that same, I won't say speech, read that to me the other night at another event that I was speaking at. But my question is this. Why isn't this particular faith faith following it, understanding it, and reading what's going on in the Book of Mormons. 
Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, cut out there for a second. But uh, do not yeah. do other Mormons know what you know and what you just read to us or actually delivered to us? Do they not well, get can, this? Here's here's what's happened with the scriptures is they've taken the literal truths of the scriptures and turned them into academic abstractions. And so it then becomes an academic pursuit in relating all these things rather than a spiritual pursuit. And I think that's where they get lost. So, so why is so yeah, that's what's so hard is you know <clears throat> Utah should be leading the the path. You know, it's, you know, especially, yeah. you know, this is the state that believes the Constitution is inspired by God. This is the state that in their um, doctrine and their scriptures that they are warned that in these days there would be secret combinations. Uh, this is the state that should have their eyes peeled back and should be like hawks looking for and exposing this type of corruption. And yet... Uh, this is the state, like I said, this is one of the most corrupt states in the country because we are so, um, I don't know, com- I don't know if it's complacent or it's, or it's sheep or ignorant or, or nice, so but I, uh, this I is the state the, that should be leading the charge. I think the efforts here, and uh, I think we, you guys hit the nail on the head at the beginning of the show. You mentioned two things, SB 54 and universal vote by mail. Both those things really hit the hit the rails after uh, somebody unsurped Bob Bennett during the massive Tea Party uprising, and that was Mike Lee. Now, right. Mike Lee, love him or hate him, he doesn't come from the same cloth as a lot of these guys, and they didn't like it. So what they did was they're like, well, how can we stop this from ever happening again? And they did two things. They found a way to get their guy on the ballot, and then they also – did universal vote by mail in the primaries, which did two things. The first thing that did was it saturated the vote and maximized the ignorant voters. Their big money could buy big ads and get the ignorant people to vote whoever way they want. And then the other thing it did is it shortened the election cycle by another month. So between convention, the time they mail out those ballots, it's it's a month and three days. And then that happens, and uh, and someone taking on the incumbent doesn't have a lot of time and a lot of resources to get their message out in that short time. So it it made it very, very difficult to unseat the rhinos. Yeah. So, a hundred percent agree with you. Obviously, a hundred percent agree with you. But let's boil this down because I've got uh, someone right on. There's been on hold here. I want to get to what. It, so, if we boil it down, why is this Rhino Capital USA? You, you brought up the point about in the scriptures uh, <clears throat> for the for the you know. Uh, majority of the people here in the scriptures that talks about these issues, <clears throat> they should be aware, but they're not. Uh, so wh- what, why? Mm-hmm. So part of it is, uh, is our prosperity. Uh, people that makes people complacent. Aren't others, and, aren't uh, other red states pro- uh, prosperous as well? They are, uh, but Utah is leading the pack. So you're right. You're right. Florida is very prosperous. Mm-hmm. Texas is very prosperous. And you know Arizona is very prosperous. They don't have the, as big a rhino problem as we do. Okay. So what's, why do we right have such that. a rhino problem? So I, I think uh, I think the aforementioned reasons, and I think I think it's a spiritual war, and the devil's focusing his efforts here, and we're super trusting, and we're not we're not being vigilant about it. Yeah. The devil puts on a mask. It's a good mask. We're not going to look past it. So I think I think as a state, people need to pray for discernment when they they vote. 
Well, <clears throat> David Crandall, thank you. You're uh, and please, we hope you will call back uh, more often. It's it's your your comments were uh, spot on, very accurate, and. Uh, very thought-provoking. So thank you, David Crandall. And on next, we've got uh, Freedom Roads. Who is Freedom Roads? Welcome uh, welcome to K-Talk. We are the People Radio with Jason Preston and John Harvey. Who do we have here? Hello. Okay. This is uh, Freedom Roads. Are you able to hear us? Uh, Freedom Roads, trying to get your call in here. Are you uh, are you are you able to hear us? Okay, we must have a uh, challenge here on this call. Uh, <clears throat> while they're trying to come through, again, the, we are having a discussion. Jason Preston, your host, along with John Harvey, we're talking about why is Utah Rhino Capital USA, and uh, the call in number is three eight five three three zero. 5900 extension 100 again that's 385-330-5900 call in and give us your thoughts we just had a uh, devastating uh, primary where not a single freedom candidate not a single america first candidate made it through and uh, we're asking why why is why is that in utah and we've had several thoughts several people call in talking about the people being sheep saying that the people are ignorant or un- uneducated, and uh, we also have a problem with Democrats registering as Republicans and that Utahns are just too nice. Um, <clears throat> and maybe that's it. But, um, John, you pulled up something there on your phone you did share with me about uh, you had ignorant in there. Mm-hmm. Share with, us, share with uh, us what you're pulling up. You know, ignorant, you know, some people get offended by using the word ignorant. <laughs> Because I truly believe it's something that's derogatory. Basically, anyone who's uneducated, uninformed, are ignorant to the ways of the laws of the land and common sense. You know, ignorance is something that is not meant to be disrespectful. So, we've got uh, Freedom Roads trying to call back in here. Freedom Roads, we finally got you. Okay, hello. Uh, yeah. uh, Freedom, go ahead and let the caller, or excuse me, let the uh, the audience know uh, who this is. You're on live with uh, uh, Jason Preston and John Harvey. Oh, okay. My name's Scott, and I'd like to make some comments regarding uh, your first subject, I think it was SB 54. Uh, and I'd like to make a comment. Two of the most powerful words in the English language are not democratic republic, but prove it. And one of the biggest problems we've got, we've got and why we have SB 54 is because of a misunderstanding of what form of government that we really are. And uh, most people that you hear talk on the radio or TV or in the church or politicians call us a democracy. But the word democracy does not appear in any of our founding documents. Correct. It's not in the. It's not in any of them. But what is there is that we're guaranteed by the Constitution a republican form of government, and therein lies the difference. 
back in why do we have SB 54 is because of a change to Utah's constitution, which was illegal and unconstitutional back in 19, approximately 1900 to article six, section one of the state constitution. <laughs> and this, this really gets in into the semantics and the details of it, but it started out, it said that the legislative power of the state shall be vested in the Senate and the House, which shall be designated the legislature of the state of Utah. That was in 1896 when we became a state. Four years later, later, they added the word and, and the people. And the people can take any issue, put it on the ballot, and have adopted by a majority vote of the people voting on it. That, my friends, is a democratic form of government. So we have two forms of government now in play in Utah, and that means how you make laws. One is a Republican form of government, and the other is a Democratic form of government. And this is how we got SB 54, is because people could take an issue, put it on the ballot, have adopted by a majority vote of the people voting on it. They intimidated the Grab My Vote people, intimidated our state legislature, and, and they didn't, the state legislature didn't want that put on a ballot because they figured they would lose, so they gave us SB 54 instead. Therein lies the problem. The fix is to change our constitution of the state of Utah back to its original constitutional form that we originally had that allowed us to become a state. And the Enabling Act said that Utah must establish a constitutional state government which shall be Republican in form. And if we do that, the President of the United States will allow us to become a state. Well, that was very good. That was, that was very good. Uh, obviously, I think I think most people would agree, well, no, I don't know about most, but most people on most of our listeners would agree about SB 54. And I would say that um, the majority of people were not aware about the uh, constitutional change. I, I will tell you this, I consider myself pretty up to speed, and I was not aware of that, so I appreciate you sharing you, that with us. If you want to look it up, it's uh, called, you look it up on the internet, it's called Road to Statehood. Um, for the state of Utah, and it lists the original constitution of the state of Utah. You can also find the Enabling Act there, where it says that Utah to become a state. And the reason we came that, that the, the saints came to Utah was to get because they were driven out of the United States, but they believed in the Constitution. They wanted the protection of the Constitution, uh, but to get that, they had to become a state, and they applied for statehood for approximately 48 years before they were given that opportunity. And that opportunity came in the form of the Enabling Act, which said we had to establish, we shall establish a constitution, state government, excuse me, which shall be Republican in form. So they did that, we became a state, and then we violated it. It didn't take as long to do it either, it doesn't sound like. So would you say the reason we are such a... uh, uh, we, we're so infested with, with rhinos, then you're, you're, you're putting it to the change in the Utah State Constitution and SB 54, is that correct? Yeah, see, uh, they, if, if we would change our Constitution back to its original form for the state of Utah, then the, the legislature could say, well, we don't need SB 54 anymore because we just eliminate referendums and initiatives because that's the practice of democracy. We're guaranteed a Republican form of government. Okay, it's right so, in the Constitution. It's in the text of the okay. Constitution. All right, so state. here's my question. Why, don't, why aren't Utahns doing that? Why aren't Utahns getting rid of SB 54? I don't, 
I don't think they're aware of, of what it's about and how it got there. Because this is what, what we're after is is why. I want the why. Why is why is Utah, you know, why? I think uh, David well, Crandall the, brought up an excellent point. You know, this is the state where they're warned about um, secret combinations. This is the state where they're told that the Constitution is inspired by God. This is the state that is told that there would be um, <clears throat> Gadiat and robbers. Why, right. then, is this state so asleep why is this state not putting democrats literally in office why does this state have a governor who is saying it's okay for men to be in my daughter's dressing rooms why what is going on in utah uh i think it has to do not only in utah but nationally no i don't see i don't see desantis doing that i don't see this going on in florida Sorry, I, well, I, I think I think Utah has a, has a, a unique problem, but but uh, I do appreciate your comments. I think you brought up some very very valid points. We do need to get SB fifty four eliminated. We do need to. I think that's a great suggestion about going back to the original um, intent of the Utah Constitution. But the problem is, my friend, unless something changes in the culture of Utah, unless we get people to vote for people who will do those things, that's not going to happen. So I'm, I'm more interested in why, you know, what do we need to do to change? What, what is the problem? Why do we well, not have people who will, will, uh, will do we that? Need, we need politicians that will make the change. To no, change you're, our I'm going to, you're, you're, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You have people running for office that would do it. We won't put them in. You, it, you, we don't have a politician problem. We have a people problem. You're exactly right. Because I truly believe this freedom roads that we may have a problem with our politicians, but I think we have a greater problem with our people. People not going out and doing what they need to do to put the right people in office because I sometimes think that they worry about, it, was, it would begrudge them to go out and vote for somebody that's not necessarily LDS or LDS in, present, in, in presentation. For yeah. Let me, let me give you one, and you can look it up and read it if you want. Yes, sir. And this, in a nutshell, explains what's going on. And that's out of the Book of Mormon, Helaman 5 and 2. And it basically describes that in that di time, time and day, they, their laws and their government were established by a voice of the people, which is a democratic form of government. And when more of the people chose evil than those who chose good, they were ripened under destruction. This is where we find ourselves right now. John Adams put it another way. He said, our constitution is only for a moral and a religious people and wholly inadequate for the government of any other. Did you say your name was Scott? Yeah. So, Scott, then are, are you saying that Utah is more immoral than uh, and less religious than Florida, Texas, some of these other, I mean, we go, we, I could go through the list I'm, in the South I'm, of other I'm, conservative I'm, states. I'm, I'm not trying to judge the people of any state. Well, but I, I, what, I, what I want to get to the trying, bottom of, what I want to get to the bottom I'm, of is what is wrong with Utah? Why is Utah Rhino Capital USA? And I, and I appreciate your, your, your thoughts, but I am going to, I do want to challenge it a little bit, you know, because okay, the, well, there Utah, are probably more Utah, people in Florida. Hard, it's very hard to... It's very hard to get elected in Utah if you don't have an R behind your name. And they, the rhinos know this, and so they'll switch parties like uh, John Curtis did just to get elected. Well, right. 
Right, but it's also, I mean, that still, I don't think that hits, that hits you're, we're hitting it, why? Yeah, I think, well, you know, I, the, I, the, the voice of the people, yeah. more, pe- more people being wicked, that, I mean, what about Florida? You know, what about well, Texas? I mean, I, I, so I'm, I'm, real, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm looking, about, I, I think yeah, I'm not disagreeing, I'm not disagreeing with, with what you're saying. Uh, I think those are valid points. It is written for moral and religious people. But I think it's also important to understand why, what is going on in Utah compared to other red states? And I'm really looking well, I, to I, understand. Well, I think it has to do with our education system. And, and, and it, 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 they used to teach uh, in our schools, they used to teach you know, the, the things like the Pledge of Allegiance. They used to teach the Constitution. They used to teach the Bible. And, and in fact, I think George Washington said it best. He said, a primary object should be the education of our youth and the science of government in a republic. What species of knowledge could be equally important? What duty more pressing than communicating it to those who are to be the future guardians of the liberties of our country? We're not teaching it anymore. And Scott, I completely agree with you, Scott. But here's the problem. Here's what Jason is trying to The answer Jason is seeking. Why are the people now we can't expect everybody to know everything about the Constitution, though we all may should know everything about the Constitution, uh, Constitution, but we don't. So in layman's term, we want to know why are the people of Utah not doing what they're supposed to be doing if they do honor the rights of God's or God, I should say, for example. On my podcast, Scott, this is what I tell people. The Constitution has many inalienable rights that were bestowed to us by the Father. But so few Christians are fighting for those rights and protect those rights. They're not doing what they're supposed to do as Christians. So I often say to people, Scott, maybe you should check your your commitment to your religion or to your relationship to God because you're you're not protecting what is sacred as a Christian. And those are the rights that have been given to us by God. So, in, right. and in order to protect those rights, you have to get rid of bad politicians who are encroaching, encroaching on those rights. But in Utah, they are not doing it. We want to know why in Utah do you think that the constituents continue to vote for pain, agony, deception from their politicians scott we're uh, it's, it is now the top of the hour scott by the way before we okay. break for the top of the hour i do want to thank you for being so uh-huh. well informed your quotes uh were powerful your comments were uh very profound i i wish we had more people that understood history understood their founding fathers understood the constitution like you do I do hope you will call back. We'd love to have you on as a regular caller and I very much appreciate okay. you. And we're going to switch over to, did you have something you want to share real quick before yes. we switch to the news? Hey, Scott, I like the way, yeah. I like the, your deliverance. Look up the Modern Conservative Podcast at gmail.com. Email me, please. I'd like to have you on my show. Okay, thanks. Okay, yeah, we're going to switch over to the news.
And it is 5 o'clock here on a beautiful Utah summer day on KTOX 1640 live with We Are The People Radio with your host Jason Preston and John Harvey from the Modern Conservative Podcast. And uh, our news is down right now. So we are going to, we're going to give you the news straight out of us. <laughs> Actually, I got some news for you. Let's, <clears throat> we're going to play a little bit of news here, something I found uh, today. Um, we're going to share this and we're going to talk about this. We'll come back. Uh, I think we've, I, we will come back to Utah being a rhino state, but I do want to share uh, something about what's going on. So we're going to share this bit of news here with you. So let's see. Okay, we're going to share some news from Laura Ingram. And then we will be back on the other side of this. We're going to get to the latest desperate move from the January 6th committee in moments. But first, the great unraveling. That's the focus of tonight's angle. Now, reportedly very frustrated about his disastrous poll numbers, President Biden joked about not leaving Europe today. There's an old expression in a little town in Delaware called Claymont, Delaware, a little steel town. And they say, we're like poor relatives. We show up and we're invited and we stay longer than we should. So be careful. We may not go back. All right. Well, I couldn't blame him, right? Hiding out in Europe would seem a lot more preferable to coming back home and facing the wrath of America. Now, what you're witnessing is the great unraveling of the Democrats. 85% of Americans now believe that the country is moving in the wrong direction, including a whopping 78% of Democrats. So what's making people so pessimistic? Well, new Gallup data points directly to the economy, not cultural issues, not January 6th concerns. 67% of Americans say gas prices are causing them financial pain. 62% say the price of gas means they're driving less. And 55% say gas prices are forcing them to change their vacation plans. And it gets even gnarlier because today we found out that the Biden economy, get this, contracted more in Q1, the first quarter, than previous estimates. So now it's a 1.6% annualized decline. Not good. Now, it's horrible, but the guy who totally missed inflation a year ago, the angle was warning about it, as you recall, says essentially, don't worry, be happy. The U.S. economy is actually in, in pretty strong shape. You look at it, it, uh, the strength of the economy, households are in very strong financial shape. The same thing is, is true of businesses. Talk about out of touch, like purposely misleading the country. And of course, he was reappointed by Congress for another term. You, can, you just can't make this up. Zero accountability ever in this administration for getting things wrong, which they do a lot. And with all this bad news that's swirling around, Hill Democrats are getting increasingly annoyed, maybe you've noticed this, at the White House's lame PR moves. Democrat Congressman Ruben Gallego of Arizona sniped to Politico that, I think ultra MAGA is not a good talking point. And one Democrat strategist said, Putin's price hike is not meeting voters where they are. But it doesn't matter because Biden is undeterred, tweeting today that the ultra-mega agenda has always been about taking away women's rights in every single state. Okay. It's actually so dumb that it's sad at this point. And 
the only sensible conclusion has to be that the Biden people, they're kind of enjoying this. It, it, it's masochistic for them to stay on the same policy course. But it's also sadistic because at some level, they have to be relishing America's pain, a rejoicing almost in the fact that our workers are losing good paying jobs in the oil and gas industry. We just had a, a recent report that was put out that's showing all of the energy and the employment stats from last year. Clean energy is winning. Fossil fuels losing jobs. What a lovely woman. Well, just more evidence that the Democrats truly have forgotten the working class in America. As Arizona GOP congressional candidate Renee Lopez wrote in Newsweek, terrific piece, saying American families are struggling. Rather than address this issue, Democratic politicians have asked the working class to sacrifice more while liberal celebrities dismiss the concerns and even poke fun at those feeling the impact. 100% correct. No relief at all for those people who are hurting. But <laughs> Democrats have a lot of time to cater to the concerns of the radical left. Now, case in point, while they won't open up more federal land for drilling, they are pushing for a transgender bill of rights because Americans, they have to be clamoring for gender affirming care and gender identity to be included in the 1964 Civil Rights Act. Isn't that at the top of your list? Are Democrats trying to lose as many seats as possible in November? Every major medical association agrees. Gender affirming care is life saving, medically necessary, age appropriate, and a critical tool for healthcare providers. As a pediatrician, when it comes to making sure kids are healthy and happy, I know how important care that affirmed someone's true identity can be. Wow, the goal here is insidious. It's not about equality, it's about destruction. Destroying parents' rights to raise their children with the values that they see fit. Now, Rachel Levine's values, remember, they're better, they're superior to any parents who believe in traditional gender roles. Because, of course, she would be more caring and more inclusive. After all, it's affirming. Not according to one of the young women who at age 17 is now in the process of detransitioning after being bullied by a so-called medical professional and pushed into gender reassignment. Meet Chloe from California. My name is Chloe Cole and I am a 17-year-old detransitioner from the Central Valley. I was medically transitioned from ages 13 to 16. My parents took me to a therapist who affirmed my male identity, and the therapist did not care about causality or encouraged me to learn to be comfortable in my body. He brushed off my parents' concerns about the efficacy of hormones, puberty blockers, and surgeries. My parents were given the threat of suicide as a reason to move me forward in my transition. Okay, this is beyond disturbing. How many young people do you think are going through the same gender identity indoctrination? My endocrinologist, after two to three appointments, put me on puberty blockers and injectable testosterone. At age 15, I asked to remove my breasts. My therapist continued to affirm my transition. I attended a top surgery class that was filled with around 12 girls that thought were, they were men. Most were my age or younger. None of us were going to be men. We were fleeing from the uncomfortable feeling of becoming women. I was unknowingly physically cutting off my true self from my body, irreversibly and painfully. Okay that the 
American Medical Association and other medical groups and the Biden administration actually support this? It's not just scandalous. This is criminal. It is child abuse. These kids don't even understand what they're doing or understand that these procedures have life-changing consequences. Every American parent should watch Chloe's brave testimony. Our trans identities were not questioned. I went through with surgery. Despite having therapists and attending the top surgery class, I really didn't understand all the ramifications of any of the medical decisions I was making. I wasn't capable of understanding, and it was downplayed consistently. My parents, on the other hand, were pressured to continue my so-called gender journey with a suicide threat. I will never be able to breastfeed a child. I have blood clots in my urine. I am unable to fully empty my bladder. I do not yet know if I am capable of carrying a child to full term. In fact, even the doctors who put me on puberty blockers and testosterone do not know. This mutilation of our children is what the Democrat Party now stands for proudly. Along, along, of course, with wanting more abortions, obsessing about January 6th, smearing everyone they disagree with as racist, forcing you to become poorer for their green fantasy, and funding hopeless wars. That's what they think Americans will vote for in November? Wow. Wow. Folks, how do you watch that? <clears throat> how do you listen to that? and not realize it's not only that all is not well in Zion. This, there is a war being waged on this country, on our families, on our children. They are waging it on our finances. They are turning off our ability to be energy. Look, here we are, can't afford, you know, people can't afford to go out on the 4th of July. All the financial, the inflation. Who's, what's the ultimate cause of that? The Democratic Party. I, and I'm going to say it's, it's the government. And, and, the and, and under right now. being led by the Democratic <laughs> Party. But this, but, you know, this, this, while here we can't put, you know, food on our tables, we don't have, you know, money for, we don't have uh, formula for our, for our children. And yet, how much money are we shipping off to the, the, our, these war machines? Mainly Ukraine. To Ukraine? To, to, it, to it drive us into war with Russia? And what, else, what other agendas do they have right now? <laughs> We're going to bring out a caller here. <clears throat> You're uh, live with Jason Preston and John Harvey. Welcome to uh, K-Talk, yes. and we are the People Radio. Who is this? Yes, gentlemen. Uh, can I make a correction? Can I um, re restate what, what my position was on why um, there's so many rhinos elected in Utah? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I should have bottom-lined it like this because I bottom-lined two things and I talked a lot. Basically, I think the reason is is that, that they're in Utah. more how am I saying? The the, the um, oh, I'm tongue twisted right now. I'm multitasking here. Okay, so in Utah, I mean Ogden and Salt Lake is the majority is Democrat, but the rest of Utah is Republican pretty much. So what I was saying is that in Utah there is good, uninformed. 
uninformed politically, um, a trusting, busy sheep or overworked sheep. So that that's what's going on. Okay. Now, can I also make a co comment on um, what what uh, uh, Laurel Ingram just said? Yes, I actually would, would right, uh, right now. That's where we'd like to hear your thoughts briefly. Okay, when I okay, so um, when I was in California, they were teaching sex education to teenagers, and in California, they would put up a sheet. And then behind it, they'd have two people doing all kinds of sexual acts with a, with a light on them. So there was a shadow on the sheet where the teenagers could see all these sex acts going on. And, and I finally, you know, when I was a hippie, I, uh, beach bum, I love California. But when I became um, an, a, a, a Christian, conservative Christian, I finally got to move out of um, California and I looked for a good Christian community, and I looked a lot of them, but I chose Utah. So basically, now in Utah, what's going on in the schools here in Utah is what's been going on for 10, 20, 30 years all across America. And that is they gather the kids and they say, okay, all you uh, light pink skinned kids, white skinned kids, you know, you come from oppressors and you are an oppressor and you can't change that. And it's horrible what your ancestors have done and what you are. And all, all of you um, other uh, colored skins, all of you are oppressed. And, and your ancestors have been oppressed and you can't change this. And this is what you are and it's horrible. But wait, look, you have a third choice. Over here we have a rainbow and all you kids can come over here and be a rainbow, and then you're no longer an oppressor, an evil, horrible oppressor, and you're no longer a, a, a victimized, um, ab abused. And they, these kids, now they want to teach it to third graders. And they, 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 you know, Planned Parenthood gets a half a billion dollars of our money every year, is backed a lot of this, and, and they, they're saying, they're teaching these kids to be sexually active and choosing a partner. Now, now I became interested in the opposite sex around 11, 12, 13. But now, if I had, was told in the third grade to become sexually active and choose a partner, well, in the 50s, girls had cooties. So, of course, I would have picked a man. This is evil what they're doing to no. our kids. Yeah. Thank you. No, <clears throat> thank you, and, and uh, you're exactly right. What they're doing to our, these children uh, is evil, and, uh, <clears throat> and it is mutilation. I mean, you, you know, truck driver Ray hit the nail on the head. These, these, you know, what every, every little boy thinks girls have cooties, and little girls think boys are gross. And so to, to, I mean, look, we don't let these kids drive cars. We don't let these kids have, you know, we, we, what they, we allow that we don't let them cross the street alone. We don't, I mean, we don't let them leave the neighborhoods. We, and yet we're going to give them the ability to change their, their sex. This country has gone straight to hell for a lot of reasons that we can control. Everybody's gotten emotional towards you know, if little Johnny is playing with a doll, he must wants to be a female. Maybe little Johnny just likes doll and wants you just to leave him alone. Yeah. You know, nowadays, the uh, social emotional society believe that kids now have the autonomy to make their own decisions. 
Kids don't even think about this stuff, Jason. How, how did we ever end up in a country? Who would have ever th- thought we would end up in a country in the United States of America where we have a guy named Rachel Levine in one of the highest offices in this country? And what's sad about it, you've, his boss and others truly call him a man, a female. Which he looks like a man, he sounds like a man, I'm sure he stands like a man when he goes to the restroom. It's crazy. It's now crazy. Well, and I, I think that's what's so hard. So let's, uh, let's bring on Alexia Coppell. Alexia Coppell. Oh, man, Alexia, what are you doing calling by your maiden name? This is Alexia Preston. Don't uh, don't try to don't try to fake your way in here. <laughs> this is uh, to I'm I apologize to all of our listeners. This is actually my wife calling in under a code name Alexia Coppell, <laughs> thinking we wouldn't know who she was, but we got you. I'm not even gonna mention you. Just called me Ashley. Listen, I don't know who you are, but I think you're my wife. <laughs> Except when you're mad at me and you call me a liberal. <laughs> well, I don't know a worse insult. <laughs> well, I just wanted to call up and wish you both a happy Pride Month, American Pride Month. Okay, oh, okay. Oh, you all sneaky. <laughs> no, I, I wanted to call in the last hour, but uh, it was great to hear so many great comments and callers. And, uh, you know, pivoting into the, to this new hour with all the uh, Lauren Ingram stuff, it, it's, it's, really, it's really scary. I mean, I come from the East Coast, like John, but I come from the liberal cesspool of New York. And, uh, you know, it's funny. I look at the, the kids I grew up in and many of themselves who, you know, were, were normal kids growing up. I see pushing these ideologies and... I wonder, because this actually goes back to the, the last hour question, how much of the culture of society has, has shaped that? Uh, because you see this, this, these liberal cities most, and then in Utah. And why is it in Utah? Is it a cultural thing that we're becoming rhinos? Is it also a cultural thing that we love to our LGBTQ culture and that we're embracing it so much? So how much has culture shaped this? both in the rhino culture and also in this, this LGBTQ alphabet soup culture, too. Alexi, I just think that um, here, sp- specifically here in Utah, you know, we're supposed to be a red state, conservative state, but yet we play these same games here that uh, New York is playing, California is playing, and other liberal cities and other liberal states. For some reason, Utah thinks w- we need to participate in these same games. Instead of just saying, no, you can exclude Utah from all of that BS you guys are doing out there in other states because we don't believe that as conservatives. But it's just amazing to me how we have gotten our entire state so involved in another set of people's bedroom behavior, their lifestyle. Why do we need to know that lifestyle as conservatives? We don't, look, I don't have a problem with people being gay, you can be LGBT, you could be transgender. That's not the point that we are against. The point that we stand for is don't teach it to our kids. 
Don't push it on our kids. Don't try to tell us we need to have it part of our household or our our kids' curriculum at school. This is where I get lost and get really, 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 really pissed. You know, as, as a man, um, I think about you know my children, my girls, and I think about um, how when I was growing up, the, the thing that my parents were worried about was was bullies. Was was you know the the the, the local neighborhood, <clears throat> you know hoodlum. Trying to you know get uh, you know push whatever he's pushing you know I mean which is I mean whether it's smoking cigarettes or you know getting into trouble or or you know it's it was the hoodlums it was it was mm-hmm. the hoodlums and I'll tell you as a dad if someone if one of these hoodlums was to come and and uh, harass my child I'll tell you what as a dad I'd probably get out there and want to kick his little rear end and mm-hmm. protect my son but today. Who is it that's that's doing that? The they're the predators. It is our government, it is our school systems, it is it is it is the system itself. It is the media, and it makes and I and I can promise you, it's probably making a lot of these men and, and women, uh, these mothers and fathers, feeling impotent because they they've got to feel helpless. Like how do you go kick the butt of this this system, of of, of the government? That's pushing this stuff. That's pushing, you know, these books with porn in the schools and the library. You know, it it is. It's no longer the, the little, you know, criminals that you can call the police or that mm-hmm. you can, you know, wrangle and put them in a, you know, a headlock and tell them to knock it off. The, the the enemy has become the government, and you just how do you not feel that this is in a sense of seventeen seventy six where the, the, the threat to our freedoms, the threat is our government. I mean, you look what's going on in this country right now. It's, you know, people are struggling financially, you know, to put gas in their cars. Why is that? Is that, is, is that because of Putin? <laughs> I mean, where did, it wasn't that long ago that we had our own oil. We still have, we have oil in Utah. Which is kind of fun. Sorry, go ahead, Alexia. That was written in 1954 that I saw online today in consideration of all this. What? What was uh, written in 1954? It's from a former judge uh, who is a student of law. He's uh, 85 years old now. And it's uh, it's from a book that he wrote, Outlining Steps to Overturn a Democracy. And you know what number one is? What book is this? Let's start with the book. I don't have the name of the book. I'll research that when we're done, but I have the name of him. His name is Keith Alber. Uh, he's a former judge from California. But he outlines nine steps on what is uh, needed in order to overturn a democracy. And number one is divide the nation philosophically. Number two. Check. Format a racial strife. Check. <laughs> number three. Cause distrust of police authority. Check. Number four, warm the nation's borders indiscriminately and unconstitutionally. Check. Number five, engender the military strength to weaken it. Wow. Check. Number six, overburden citizens with more unfair taxation. Check. Number seven, encourage civil rioting and discourage accountability for all crime. Wow. Check. 
Number eight, control all balloting. Check, check, check. <laughs> and number nine, control all media. Holy cow. Checkmate. Boy, he hit that one right on. <clears throat> I mean, I mean, you've got all nine. I mean, all nine of those are fully implemented here, and we're still hanging by a thread. So, but we are just hanging and by a thread. That, how much of that feeds into this, what we're talking about? All of it. You know, at least two of those, at least two of those, you know, spot on, not indirectly. We're dividing the nation philosophically. We are at a, a cold civil war with where we stand on this. The more the divisiveness that we have, the more that you're taking sides. And whether it's the LBGTQ or the abortion issues, everything, every main issue of the day, because it changes daily, is created to create a state of divisiveness in the country. And this is no exception this topic and then engendering the military strength to weaken it. I mean, just look at our military, look at, look at Millie, look at the stuff that they're putting out there and, and even the advertisements. I forgot what it was. Uh, what was it the pronouns last week or two weeks ago? From yeah. Coming pro- out of the tra- training our military, how to use pronouns. I'm sure Russia and China are laughing and that's, and that's what's so hard. This is what's hard. It's hard not to see that that there is an enemy within who is waging war on us. And not only are they waging war on us, destroying our economy, destroying our military, destroying our borders, they're picking a fight with the two biggest superpowers and, 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 and encouraging an alliance between them, Russia and China, and trying to get us in war with them. They are trying to drive us into war with them. I mean... It, to not see what's happening right now, I, and this is what's hard, going back to our first question, you know, how are people in Utah so just asleep? How are people in Utah not up in arms about what's happening right now You know, when, when the Gadiatans are at full strength in, in this country? And here we are making sure our, you know, our neighbors and our, and our businesses are, are f- flying the, the, the pride flag. You know, I go back to earlier points, you know, where in our country is, you know, there's a there are fractions of people in our country who refuse refuse to listen to anyone but the media, the administration, or let's say the government, either side of the aisle. There are people who will not do their education. I don't know if it's because of fear of what they might discover. You know, in 2020, when everybody was saying, you know, talk how Biden was going to be the worst president ever. It had been said many, 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 many times. But yet there are people till this day that will tell you he's doing a great job. 32% of Americans believe that he's doing a great job. How in the hell is that number real? That's easy. 32% of the Americans don't even know the three branches of government. 32% of Americans don't know the name of the vice president. 32% of the Americans don't even know what's, what countries are in North America. I, we have, they have done a very good job dumbing down this country. So now that doesn't surprise me. You know, I will say that 32% of Americans, they must be Democrats as well. <laughs> <laughs> they must be Democrats because we're all feeling the pain. You're going to know who the man is indirectly every time you pump gas. Every time you go to the store, and bread's approaching, I mean, $4 a loaf. Eggs are approaching $8 in some states. Gasoline is five fifty here in Utah alone, which in Utah 
it really shouldn't be that high. No, and, and I think one of the things that just really is been eating at me <clears throat> this week um, is when every you know when again mothers and are not able to put food on their table right now. What is our government focused on right now? January sixth, <laughs> January sixth. Oh. You know, you know the transgender bill of rights. You know, may, you know equality pronouns. I mean, it is, it is. You know, when when it's we can't. Fact, it's all just it's bread and circus. This is how Rome fell. And not only that, this January sixth insurrection committee. It's all about November and twenty twenty four. This is all it's about. This is it. It's not about getting to the truth. If it was about the truth, it would have been done a year ago. Well, it's also about terrifying you and our listeners to this is what happens when you go against this government. Absolutely right. This is what happens when you question the government. We will destroy you. We will destroy your families. We will send the FBI in to raid you. And there will be no justice. And we will, and the people who have been arrested still, where are they? Free? Not. They're still locked up. Where are they? But here's the thing, Jason. You got to think about this too. The January insurrection ordeal is what I like to call it. Something in 20, well, November the 4th is not going to be great in our country. Just like Utah, we expected some kind of red flag, red wave. It didn't happen. Red flag's more appropriate. I should have, that should have been a red flag. Yeah. But the red wave. The Democrats have something. Up, and I want listeners to listen to me now and remember me making this comment. Come November 4th, the red wave may be seen. It may be heard. But the results are not going to be what you think they are. Democrats... So you don't think we're going to take things back? Uh, no. Well, let me put it this way. In red states, we might. We may do well. Blue Except states, for Utah. Probably. I mean, we are, you, you, the stage is already set. Utah is already... Oklahoma, already we're good in. Utah, we're not. Yeah. The thing is, the Democrats are doing things right now that makes you wonder. They are destroying their own constituents. They are destroying their own voters. Yeah. They don't care. When they do this stuff and they don't care, that means they have another plan for November 4th. They didn't cheat, and I said that, cheat in 2020 to stay in power for two years. They did not plan on, look, you know how Trump became president? Was elected? No. Got more votes well, than... you're right. You're right. Than, but uh, you know why Hillary? they didn't cheat in, 20, cheat in 2016? Uh, who's saying they didn't? Well, no. What I mean by that is they most likely did, but they didn't think Trump had a chance against Hillary Clinton. They did, So they did nothing. I think they cheated, but I think he just got far more uh, votes that than That could they be realized. the case, too. But if they were going to cheat the way they cheated in 2020, they would have made sure she won. But they didn't think, you I mean, if you listen to CNN, MSNBC, he was a laughing stock. Oh, the they, night of they the did, election. They did not see They didn't see coming. that coming. 
They didn't see that coming. But this time, they they knew it was coming. Oh, yeah. this I mean, he had so much support this time. Oh, around. yeah. Yeah, they knew he was going to blow Joe Biden out of the water. <laughs> they knew it. The Dems knew it. We knew it. Russia knew it. China knew it. And so did Canada. Everybody knew it was going to be a blowout. That's why it was such a surprise to everybody in this country when he didn't win in 2020. Well, yeah. literally win in 2020. And they did not do all of that just to be in power for two years. Did not. Because you look at what they're doing. They're implementing policies for the long game. In order for them to do that, they still need the House and the Senate to get the things they want passed. Because right now they don't have the votes. Well, they're getting, and, and, and they're, here's where I'll give a shout out to the people. So for those of you who may feel a little hopeless, I just want you to think about all the bills that tried to get passed. Um, <clears throat> all the bills that tried to get passed this last two years, they got shut down because we had one or two Democrats that stood up and said, I don't think so. Exactly right. And, and, and here's my question. Why did they say no? And I'll tell you, they, uh, I've got some of them came out in the paper and said, I got so much feedback from my constituents. I knew if I didn't do it, I wouldn't be reelected. It's game the over. The fear of the people. So for you, for you folks at home that feel you know, frustrated, you, we, 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 we should feel frustrated. We're in trouble. But we should not feel hopeless. Because the fact of the matter is, you know, while I'm not happy about what happened this week at our primaries, when 30% of people are voting, and that's including mail-in voting, when 30% of Republicans are voting, sorry, I'm just going to say this. We got what we deserved. Let me ask you this. Are we sure only 30% voted? Even our own state? I'm, I, no, I'm not sure. I, would, I don't tend to uh, trust uh, the numbers and the, and, uh, the government. I, that doesn't mean that those numbers can't be found out and discovered. And, 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 but, I, but it doesn't surprise me. It, it wouldn't surprise me. I, I think... I think there, my gut tells me there was probably some funny business that went on here in Utah because we are notoriously known for funny business. I mean, Hillsdale College, College has us ranked at number 41 or 42 in election integrity in the country. So we do not have very secure elections. So I don't trust, I have a high degree of trust in the first place. But, but the responsibility, I'm not going to blame, you know, cheating for where we are, what happened in our primaries. I'm going to blame a lack of participation of the people because you know what? Cheating has always gone on in elections. It's always gone on. And in some states, it's worse than others. In some years, it's worse than others. And I think this year, it was probably a problem in Utah. But if we had more people voting, if we had more people concerned, if we would have overwhelmed them I think we could have we could have turned the tide because the cheating is generally in the margins, and we just didn't have enough people showing up. I I personally think. Well, if you're gonna, over, but here's the thing: the only people that are gonna be overwhelmed are people using integrity in the elections. Because if you got every person to stay, if you have every person to stay, every 3.4 million people voting, and there's no integrity, it doesn't matter how many votes, how many ballots they receive. It matters how many they actually count. True. Because those are the people that's going to be overwhelmed. People who are cheating are just going to set them to the side. Well, I, I and, and this is where, and the reality is, John, this is why we need an audit. 
you know, Thank and, and you. that's one of the things that concerns me the most is, look, Benjamin Franklin said in free societies, the government is the servant and the people are their sovereigns and masters. So according to the, 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 the way this country was laid out, our representatives, our politicians are, are literally our employees. And when the employees show up to a, to a meeting with the employers and the employers say, hey, we don't feel good about what happened with, you know, with uh, business this year, we'd like to have an audit. And the employees say, we are above reproach and how dare you. Uh, I think you, I think alarm bells should be going off. And that is exactly what we've been dealing with in Utah. You know, Utah in itself needs, we need a big change and we just got to get people more activated. But my question is, you and I both know we speak, we talk to people, we think we have a great camaraderie with our constituents and, well, I should say the people of the state with what we do. But it seems like no matter what we do, strong voices are hindered by those, I should say, not evil. Because what we do, we try to do good. And you know you're doing good. You know you're doing good when the devil is knocking on your door. Yeah, and you know, when you go back to the problems in, in, in Utah, um, we had a lot of good comments. Someone talked about Zuckerberg, you know, <laughs> talked about, um, you know, people being sheep, ignorant, you know, Democrats registering, people being too nice. I ultimately think, actually, I want to hear your thoughts, and then I'll tell you my thoughts. Why, why do you think John Harvey... Um, why do you think Utah is Rhino Capital USA? Hmm. You know, a lot of these are these are my personal thoughts. So if I piss somebody off, these are just my thoughts. I think there's a lot of people in this state who want somebody else to do their battle for them. There's a lot of people in this state don't want to stand up and show representation as being a fighter because they all want to get along. They want to feel like they're spiritual. They want to feel like they're Christ-like in their behavior. But that's an illusion. That's an illusion because you either going to be mice or men. And this, and for me explicitly is that the men in our state, the men in our state, we walk on our state where we talk about how much we believe in God and Christianity, blah, 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 blah. But nobody seems to want to fight for the rights that are protected by our Constitution. They want guys like you and I to go out there and fight the battle. They want guys like you and I to say the things that they're afraid to say or do the things they're afraid to do. Do you really think that that's it, that the majority of Utahns want, really want people like you and I to get out and do this? Do I? I think that people do. Do you think they want, I think, do you think they want people like us that are aggressive? Jason, and will, I said And will this, say what needs to be said and doesn't, don't sugarcoat things? You know I what? I think they want people to do it for them. I do think they want people to do it because they don't want to do it themselves. Then why didn't America First candidates get elected? Because think about it. It wasn't necessary. Because they're here. 
Oh, we're here. I ran for office. We had a lot of people run for office. They were very, this is who we are, strong, standing up for what's right. It's the gatekeepers. It's the gatekeepers of this state that will keep us out of office. Number two, money. Money. The old system has a lot of money. The old system can post beautiful billboards and run them 24 hours a day. People see them all the name. Face, face recognition. Blake Moore. Really? You think Blake Moore is any, any better than Andy Badger? Blake Moore is an embarrassment. Exactly. But he won because he's got that clean, soft-spoken... I mean, you know, listeners, I will tell you, I ran for office. I ran for, right. for U.S. Congress. I've debated and I've been in... I've heard these representatives. I've been in the same room with them. I've heard them speak. I've shaken their hands. I've looked them in the eyes. I've listened to them over and over and over. And we have this idea that some of these congressmen are these incredible people that must just... They're back there in Washington and they're, and they're beyond human. I will tell you, it could not be further from the truth. When you meet some of these people and you get to know them and you realize they're a congressman, you will be you would be shocked and you'll say, "How in the hell did that guy get elected?" Exactly, it's the gatekeeper, it's the money, it's the affiliation, it's the willingness to kiss ass. Excuse my French. That's not us. That's not us. They know if we go up there on Capitol if Hill. If Blake Moore and I will tell you, most of most of our <clears throat> current U.S. reps were sitting in this room. I will tell you, they probably couldn't look us in the eye. They probably would squirm. They are not strong men. No, they're not. We would call them out. Somebody asked me one time, John, when you're running for office, I said you wouldn't like it if I ran for office because I would tear this place up like a bull in a china shop. <laughs> that was a, and that was one of the highest-ranking politicians in this state. I would tear that place up like a bull in a china shop. So, no mercy. So I want to get back to this. Why Utah? Why are we again? You so you bring up the issues, but why? I I also have to put on my tinfoil hat here for a second. Oh, Alexia, you and your tinfoil hat. What do you got? <laughs> I mean, we got to see what's going to unfold, but we already know all is not well in Zion. We already know that. We already know there was funny stuff in twenty twenty. We know there was some some level of an audit in Davis County today, earlier today. I'd love to, to connect with someone who actually went to that and see if there was any feedback from that. But I would really love to see some analysis. I'm not the type of person, since I was a child, I always asked why. Everyone always said no, and I always said why. And I don't think we should stop that childlike curiosity now. I think we got to pull back the layers and really get the experts in to weigh in and see what type of strange algorithms, strange patterns may have played a role because I'm seeing in my unempirical research that I've been doing myself with some of these races, there seems to be a little bit of a pattern. Um, so I think we need to take some time and really analyze what happened. And I think we're going to find some things that, we know all is well is not well in Zion, so, so I'd love to see what that. All, all that all sounds good and well, but when you have elected officials who won't release the data, and when you have what is it twenty? What percent of our voter rolls is um, protected 
where where we can't know who they are, where it's um, what is it? Redacted? Re- no, no, no. Is it redacted? No, no. What is it? Twenty to thirty percent of our voter rolls are on a, like the protected program, where we can't know who they are, so we can't mm. identify who they are. There's no. Um, we'll get this. We'll get the exact numbers on oh, that, but I know no. it's over twenty percent. That's ridiculous. There's no state that has that many people on a protected list. So when you oh, can't I, get I'm the data, when they, when the state, state won't release the data, how do you have? And you can't have an audit. How do you? How do you do it? I mean, you've had people here in Utah since last election saying that there's clearly funny business and things don't add up, and and we have more people voting than or more people who voted than voted, uh, or more people who voted than voters. You have all this, all this, all, but you have a state that won't release the data, and a state that refuses to have an audit, and a state that accuses or calls people out who are challenging it and asking for the information and saying that it's that, that they're playing a dangerous game. I mean, that's the problem: is you have a state that refuses to, to that refuses to look at the numbers. At least Arizona, you have a state that somewhat complies. You know, these other states, at least they'll look at the information. Georgia, we can go through it. Georgia's passing laws for election integrity. This is the thing with Utah. All these other red states are addressing their election integrity except Utah. I mean, I'm telling you, we have a freaking problem in Utah when we're the only red state that does mail-in voting, the only red state that won't address, that won't have an audit, that won't look under the covers and refuses to to look at it. Mailing ballots are, are is an evil man's way of becoming elected. Anybody that's against mailing ballots, I would simply say, should be suspect. So here's my thoughts on why Utah is Rhino Capital USA. And I think it has to do with our culture. Po- politics is downstream from culture because you have to look how, because we're, we're, I mean, you look at all these other states. It's not that we are different, you know, some sort of different species here in Utah. Uh, but what is different? And that's, we have a, a unique culture here. And culture is, or politics is downstream from culture. You, you, if, if, if we can affect culture, we affect the way people vote. And I, and I think that Utah has some very great things about their culture. Let's see this. Okay. This is, uh, we're going to, we're going to put this one on hold. Um, oops. Let's see here. Okay, Alexia, are you still there? Okay, I so am. so Utah has some some great things about the culture. It is a very religious culture. It is a very um, kind culture. It's it's a good culture. However, I believe this the culture has been used against the people. And when I say politics is downstream from culture, what I mean is you know the left understands that. The left is strategic. Um, the left understands if we attack the school systems, if we attack media, if we control Hollywood, if we can control the news, if we can, if we can focus on culture, if we if we run, if we own culture, voting and and politics, we then we also will be by default win the political game. And so they've been winning in the schools. They've been winning in Hollywood. They've been focusing on all these aspects. Meanwhile, what's the right done? What is the right's counter to the left's takeover of Hollywood? 
Okay. Okay. What is what is the rights? That's what they do. That's right. What is the rights counter to the left's takeover of of the media? There isn't. They there don't isn't. counter. They don't. Or how about the colleges or the schools or Black Lives Matter or Antifa? The right has done nothing because they're worried about being called a racist. But there's been no leadership. None. All the leadership has done is thrown rocks and say, you meanies, you bad guys, put me in power and I'll fight these guys. And then we put them in power and they, and they talk, talk, and they do nothing. Maybe they pass some legislation, but they do not fight at the cultural level. So the left understands, look, here's a group, and they looked at this many years ago, here's a very small group of people, the homosexuals. Okay. At the time, uh, there was very little. There, it was actually culturally not a, not a, not acceptable to be a homosexual. Uh, it was not a culturally okay at all. It was it was abnormal. It's a problem. Well, what they had left is they says we're going to use this for a later date. <clears throat> we're we're, we're going to focus on building a culture here. And what they did was beautiful. <clears throat> they said, "Look, you're not a human being. You're not an American. You're not a a, a male or a female or a, so surely not a son of God." We're going to define you by your sexuality. You are gay. That's who you are. Your, your, your sexual perversion, your sexual interest is your identity. My, sex, my identity isn't heterosexual. That's not my, that's not, hi, I'm Jason. I identify myself as a heterosexual. No, I'm an, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a, I'm a father. I'm a husband. I'm a, you know, I'm a patriot. I'm a freedom fighter. I'm a son of God. I don't identify myself by the sexual kinks I may have or my by what, oh, you know, I'm, hi, my name's Jason. I'm into this with my wife. That's my identity. <laughs> no, that's, no, but they said, look, we're going to, they, they took, they focused on culture. They says, this is who you are. You're LGBTQ. You're, oh, we're getting the calls coming in. Let's see. Let's, let's, let's take it. Let's take it. You guys can hear me rant anytime. All right, you've, uh, you're live on the air, This uh, Mr. or Mrs. Bartholomew, you're live on the air with Jason Preston and, and uh, John Harvey. Hey, what's up, guys? I've been listening in, and I just wanted to make a quick comment about Utah being Rhino Capital USA. Yes. Who is so, this? Historically, and even today, from the Golden Spike connection of the first transcontinental rail- railway in the U.S., to today where we have the Utah Inland Port being built and developed right now, combined with the fact that Utah has the youngest population uh, of America. But, uh, per capita, it's the youngest population in the U.S. Controlling Utah is controlling the future of America. It really is the key to, uh, you know, to the next generation. Uh, did you say this is Adam? Yeah, this is Adam. You didn't say that. I actually just uh, <laughs> already finally popped on. Uh, so, Adam, what you're saying is that uh, Utah is not just another state. You're saying that Correct. Utah has is key to um, to the, whatever the the agenda or the or the future of this uh, the country or uh, it is key world. And what do you say? Converting the culture of America. You know, it's the most religious and the youngest population in the entire country. And subverting our culture here is key to the plans of 
you know, whatever uh, gatekeeping cabal is in control of what's going on in the United States right now. So you're saying there's a strong focus because there is a UN, there's UN uh, presence here in, in Utah. Totally. Um, 80% or close to 80% of our lands is owned by the federal government. Uh, we have all all the corrupt voting, uh, whether it's ranked choice voting, vote by mail, SB fifty four, uh, all all of the everything to, to that it can that affects election integrity is in place here. And you're saying the reason that for that is because we are a young religious community. I'm saying that uh, Utah has the most religious, which means uh, the most resilient to the drive, you know, the cultural drive that's happening in America right now. And therefore it's one of the most important cultures to subvert because, you know, if everybody else, if every, if every other state is aborting their future, that means that uh, young Christian conservatives will be the future. And Utah being the most religious state in the nation makes it one of the, one of the, you know, most important for them to subvert and take control of. You know, there's a there's a big drive for you know to turn Utah blue as a result of of these different key factors from the the youngest most religious population to being you know it's not the the uh, the arch in Missouri Utah really is the the gateway to the west when you think about the the, the strategic location all of our natural resources you know our climate here Utah's the gateway to the future in a lot of ways that's that's my own theory. Uh, no, I actually am a hundred percent with you. I believe Utah matters far more than people realize, and I think I think you hit the nail on the head on, on one of the issues to me that I that I see as it being so important is, and a lot of that is is our natural resources. We I don't yep. think we realize we are living on virtual gold, uh, and and it's and it's all locked up in the federal lands. You know, southern Utah, especially the southeast corner over there by um, mm-hmm. Blanding and, and uh, south of uh, Moab, we the the natural resources we have here are absolutely insane. And then, and my and my concern is why is it being held, and who is it being held for? And that's and to me that's where I think Utah is. There there is you are Adam. I think you're brilliant. Utah matters. And another it thing, does matter. And another thing you is know. people when you when you just alluded to the fact that you know they're trying to make Utah blue. Look at Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City doesn't bring in industry. They bring in apartment complexes, overpriced yep. apartment complexes, so they can feed their hive, their beehive, and affect the rest of the state long term. They've got a long term game. It is to overtake the reddest state, supposedly the reddest state in the union. Definitely. I mean, you look people like Becky Edwards that spend an entire year recruiting Democrats to switch parties and vote for her in the primaries. That's that's a that's nothing new. The, that's how John Curtis got into office, former Democrat mayor of a big city. You know, that's how these people get into office in many other states. That California used to be a red state. Washington used to be a red state. That's how it, this is how it happens. And, and then once the once the once the change happens, you think John Curtis is going to remain a Republican? Nope. You know, nope, because he has to turn to, he has to turn once again so he can fit in with his real agenda. Correct. And the, the thing is, you know, 
I just think people need to wake up and realize and look at Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City, only thing that goes up in Salt Lake City vertical are apartment complexes. And they're getting higher and higher and higher and higher. They have an ultimate goal. And the problem is the Democrats, they'll tell you to your face what they're doing. They will show their hand. But the problem in Utah, the Republicans will do absolutely nothing to curtail it. Nothing. Yep. Well, very, very true. It's no, a drive to be nice. Everybody wants civility and, you know, being nice Adam, to each other. Adam, tell us a little more about the Inland Port. I, the inland I port, think that's you know, a big like, issue as well. I like the Inland Port for a lot of reasons because, because of its ability to bring, you know, commerce and things like that into Utah. But the way it's being implemented by taking, you know, we are footing the bill for this. And instead of, you know, these big businesses are going to benefit from the Inland Port, they should be the ones footing the bill for the, for the project. But instead we're being taxed. The citizens are being taxed and the, you know, we are the ones paying for the development of this, but I don't think we're going to be the ones benefiting from it long-term. Yeah. It's something I'm actually very uh, concerned about. Something we're going to bring some uh, special uh, guests onto, onto the show and, and talk specifically about, because uh, it's something we're not going to, uh, it's important that the people understand what that is and we will dig into that. Yeah, it's got a, it's got a, in theory, it's a good idea, but I think it's a more of a power grab than, than what it's being made out to be. Yeah, well, I, I agree. And, and I think the bottom line is this, Utah matters. I believe this is one of the most important states in the, in the battle for freedom. I think we have some of the great, and I will tell you this, while we slam on Utah, um, <clears throat> I did run for office here and I was able to meet hundreds and thousands of, of freedom-loving patriots. And I've done political work all over the country. And while I will say, yes, for the most part, Utah is, is one of the most liberal, is, I think, the most liberal conservative state. On the flip side, I, have, I don't know any state, any area, uh, any part of the country or world that has as many just phenomenal freedom-loving patriots who were truly born for a time like this as we have right here. This is, and, and there are people who are just literally being gathered here. You know, people from all over California. I mean, I think, Adam, I think you, you, know, we, you were on the show, and you're from Cal, or no, you're from Washington, uh, right? Correct, yep. yep yeah, correct. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to. And then again, right here, John from, uh, from out east and, and uh, my wife. And so many people I've talked to from California, just around the country, who, who just understand the, the, the price and the value of freedom. And, they will, and there is nothing they won't do to preserve it. We have some of the greatest patriots in the entire country right here, probably the highest concentration. So while, yes, this Utah is probably one of the most corrupt states in the country, we also have some of the most incredible patriots here. And I think this is the showdown. I think Utah is. is going to be the showdown for freedom versus tyranny because this is this is going to be ground zero. And I'm going to tell you, listeners at home, while it's been a frustrating week, we are on the winning side. And never has victory on in great battles. The, the ones that matter, it has always been the few, the underdog, what seems like, you know, the, the army that has no chance that through the hand of God defeats the many and defeats the, the, the overwhelming tyrants and Goliaths. So 
Uh, we are wrapping up. We are out of time. I want to thank uh, John Harvey from the uh, Modern Conservative Podcast for being with us today. It's always incredible to talk with him. Uh, check his blog out or his podcast. want to thank all the callers who called in and all the great insights people had. Uh, it's just a reminder of the incredible people here in Utah. Till next Tuesday at the same time, 4 to 6, for on We the People Radio, this is your host, Jason Preston. God bless you. Happy 4th of July, and God bless America.